Hello, and welcome to another edition of On the Road with Legal Talk Network. This is Phil Brown, and I'm the host of this episode, which is being recorded on location at the 2023 Clio Cloud Conference in Nashville, the capital of country music. Nash Vegas, Smashville, the Athens of the South, and the Protestant Vatican. Joining me now, I have Jaden Doye and Alex McGilvery. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Philip. It's a pleasure to be here. Before we get to our topics, please tell us more about yourself. Where do you work and what do you do? Let's start with Jaden. I own Prestige Accounting and Consulting. We are a full-service CPA firm that primarily works with lawyers, and our goal is to help law firm owners reach new heights and catch more flights. Our headquarters is in Atlanta, but we're working with law firms all across the United States. And you guys just finished a session. Uh, Jaden, what was the name of your session? How to Achieve Financial Organization for Your Law Firm. All right. And Alex, you facilitated that session. Uh, Maybe you can tell me where you work and what you do. Absolutely. So I work at Clio. I'm the VP Corporate Controller, which is a long-winded way of saying that I oversee the accounting, the tax, and the financial operations here at Clio. All right. Jaden, one of the things you mentioned in your session today was one of the goals you have is to get lawyers to have six vacations and six-figure salaries. Uh, There's an awful lot of lawyers who were in that room who have not achieved that goal. So maybe we can get to there through our little chat today. Can you tell us a bit about your background, why you became a CPA, and why you decided to take on attorneys and help them with their financial organization? Absolutely. So my journey to becoming a CPA started in high school where I started to take an accounting course and the work was super easy. That led me to major in accounting in college, work a lot of various accounting jobs before landing a small a job at a small accounting firm. After being there for four years, I became a certified public accountant myself and I realized that the level of service that we were get providing clients wasn't as high as I would like to serve clients. And I believe instead of telling someone how to run their own business, you should start your own. So that's exactly what I did. Right. So I started my own business and I served a few different areas of professional service providers, but I always knew in order to grow and scale that I needed to pick a narrow niche market. And so I would create a marketing campaign for the niche market. I would do an interview. So I would do a 30 day campaign for each market. And as I was interviewing law firm owners, I realized that there was a great deficiency in the market as far as accountants that served them. There were so many wonderful law firm owners that were at risk for losing their license because they were keeping up with their trust accounts in Excel. And as you know, one mistake in Excel can mess up everything. So I decided at that point I'm going to be the one to serve small law firms in growing and scaling and making sure that their finances are in order. And maybe I can just ask another question out of that. Your lawyer clients, are they across the country? Are they focused in Atlanta? Where are they? Yes, they're across the country. I have clients all the way from California to Boston, Massachusetts. Wow. 
Alex, maybe you can tell us a little bit of your journey to get to Clio. You've been there about five years. Sunday, I think you said. That's right. Is your yeah. anniversary. Big milestone. Maybe you can tell us a bit about the journey to get there. Sure. I started my career, like many other accountants, at a big four firm in the audit world. When I started, I didn't really know where I wanted to focus or grow my career, so I just said, open as many doors as possible. So I worked on a silver mine in Guatemala, uh, Aboriginal government in Northern Canada, sort of you name it, I've seen it. And through all that time, I got to spend some time with some tech companies. I was actually Clio's auditor for a few years and totally fell in love with the company, with the mission, with the values, and left at the opportunity to join the team when, when it came. And it's, the team is getting bigger and bigger. It sure is. Jaden, you talked about the importance of <laughs> aging receivables and the kind of strategies lawyers should adopt to reduce those receivables before they actually impact the cash flow. Can you talk a little bit more about that importance and the kind of strategies lawyers should develop? Absolutely. The reality of the situation is you should get paid for your hard work. You should not feel guilty letting someone know that they owe you money for work that you have done. So various different strategies that we help our clients implement include automated billing and using more technology in their billing processes. So whether it's sending automated reminders every day or every few days, sending bills via text or emails and billing more often, that's the biggest issue they're not billing enough. Billing once a month is not enough. Ideally, you should be billing at least once a week. And it takes time to get there, but we help them ideally over a 90-day period get to the point where they have the SOPs in place to where they can do that and it not mess up the operations of the firm. And that's great because I know a lot of lawyers are bad at billing. It's probably one of their least favorite activities uh, they love to practice law, they hate the business aspect, uh, and they need that reminder to, to get the receivables out there first, get the accounts out there, and if they're not doing it every week, as you suggest, uh, it's going to be another three weeks before they even start to reach out to clients to, to get any return at all. And in addition to that, let's avoid having AR in the first place. So let's create a model where we are making sure that we're replenishing the retainer and we're working off of that. And that retainer never goes to zero. So we're never at a place where we have to say, you owe me money for work that I've already done. Right, and, and Alex, I know Clio Manage and Clio Grow both have a lot of automation built in so that you can reach out to clients on a regular basis and automate some of the functions that Jaden just talked about. Yeah, exactly. And I would even add another one of our products, Clio Payments. So it turns out the easier you make it to get paid by your clients, the more often they do it. Uh, we've seen some tremendous uh, improvement in the aging of AR and how long it takes to get paid as soon as you allow folks to pay by their credit card or get put on a payment plan to break up those larger fees. And one of the things that was brought up in the Legal Trends Report, and, and Jaden, you mentioned it in your session, is utilization rate, which is billable hours versus the hours that lawyers are actually working. So a lawyer might be working a 10-hour day, but maybe only has two hours that are billable. Can you talk a little bit about that and how important it is for lawyers to have an almost continuous examination of their utilization rate? Absolutely. Realistically, 
a lot of high level staff members in law, in law firms are wasting a lot of time. And I believe Cleo actually put out a report a while ago that supports this theory. And so that is why we have to make sure that the organizational chart is structured appropriately. We have the correct people in place so that the support team is supporting the lawyers, the support team is performing the admin duties so that the lawyers that are supposed to finish the actual billable work so that revenue can be generated in the firm so that we can create a first-class firm is being done. And in order to have a first-class firm, you have to have six-figure profits, take six vacations a year, and pay yourself at least a six-figure salary. Right. And there's quite a difference between utilization rate, which we just talked about, and realization rate. Right, right. So maybe you can just sort of talk about a a bit about budget planning that lawyers have to do. And I know you have a podcast. Yes. uh, So maybe you can just give that a little shout out. But you can also maybe talk about the importance of budget planning for lawyers. And again, that review process of looking at their budget. So a projected budget versus real costs. Well, the reality is a lot of people are not happy with the finances of their firm. And they're not happy with the pay that they're giving themselves nor the profit. In order to make and actually exceed these goals, you have to actually budget and plan for it. So I suggest law firm owners actually do a budget every quarter. And that way they can look at what happened last quarter, make adjustments as necessary. And so by budgeting every quarter, you're able to one, forecast for revenue, you're able to plan for expenses, and you're able to plan for a rainy day fund so those things that are unexpected, you have excess cash to pay for. A lot of which I talk about on my podcast, The Law and Quarter Podcast, available on all platforms. Perfect. I know you also talk in your podcasts about things like churn rate for employees and, and actually examining the value of employees. Yes. So employees hiring and firing People think hiring employees is expensive, but firing employees and employees leaving can actually even be more expensive. And so examining that churn rate is going to be very important because when someone leaves, especially if someone senior leaves, if a senior attorney leaves and let's say they had 100 cases on their docket, now you have to spread those 100 cases out. And now... The people that have to take over are going to be overwhelmed. They're not going to be happy. And chances are they're going to make mistakes. And then if they're making mistakes, clients are not happy. Then you may have fee disputes. So it's just a domino effect of negativity that happens when you're not making, when you're not checking things such as that. And Alex, I know this is Cleo has been expanding over the years. And one of the things that they seem to get right is a very low churn rate. And that people fit is extremely important, whether it's a law firm, an accounting firm, or a firm like Clio. Yeah, absolutely. The employees are the backbone of any organization. And I put a tremendous amount of our success at Clio down to the incredible and extraordinary people that we bring on board and and keep on board. I think a, a major part of the reason why we've seen that success is Clio is very much a values and mission driven enterprise. And it's written on the walls, it's written on the website. We teach everybody the values and expect them to live them and show up every day. What it does is 
it gives us a framework where we know you're going to be a culture fit and a great add to our team if you're aligned with our values. Um, and, and it was another thing that Jaden spoke about great in his presentation today. It, it expands to law firms as well. You should have a mission that resonates with you personally. You should know what your culture is of your firm, how you want folks to show up, what the right kind of person is, and make, make sure they know those values so they can self-select in or out. You know, once you get that part right and you have the right folks, you get this tremendous flywheel effect in place where it just starts to self-reinforce and, and keep itself going. And if you get those good employees, they will bring more good employees to you. Absolutely, yes. Jaden, I have another question for you. There are lots of lawyers out there who are very slow to get accountants uh, yes. to help them out. How important is it for uh, an attorney to find an accountant that understands them and their practice? It's very important because what happens is a lot of law firms will go to the cheapest accountant and then they mess up their books and then they come to me years later and it costs them a lot more money to clean up their mess than it would have if they just came to me in the first place. In addition to that, there's revenue recognition. So I'll give you a case study client works with an accountant that doesn't understand trust accounting. There was a deposit of 300000 into the trust account. That accountant coded that to revenue. The lawyer was rushing me to complete the books so that they could make estimated tax payments. If I went with the numbers that were given to me, that client would have overpaid the IRS over $100,000. Because I am detail-oriented, me and my team went in, cleaned it up, appropriately allocated the funds to the right account, and we noticed that that deposit should not have been coded to revenue. Therefore, we were able to save that client over $100,000 in taxes because we specialize in working with accounting, accounting with law firms. And accountants that don't specialize in working with law firms will have them messed up either with the bar or with the IRS. Right. It looks like we've reached the end of the road for our episode. I want to thank Jaden Doye and Alex McGilvery for joining us today. If listeners have questions or wish to follow up, how can they reach you? They can find me on social media, on Instagram at The Great Jaden. They can find me on LinkedIn at Doye. They can email me at jaden at prestigeaccountants.com or go to our website, accounting-atlanta.com. And Alex, how can listeners find you? It's a rare pleasure for me to get to gush and talk about accounting with folks. So if there is anything you need to get in touch with me about, uh, shoot over an email to accounting at clio.com and Perfect. I'll be there. Also, thank you to our listeners for tuning in. If you like what you heard, please rate and review us in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or your favorite podcasting app. Until next time, I'm Phil Brown, and you've been listening to On the Road with Legal Talk Network. If you'd like more information about what you've heard today, please visit LegalTalkNetwork.com. Subscribe via iTunes and RSS. Find us on Twitter and Facebook. Or download our free Legal Talk Network app in Google Play and iTunes. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer. Uh.